This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply. The Buck Sexton Show. Team, we're joined now by Matt Welch. He is the editor-at-large of Reason Magazine. You can also read his latest online at Reason.com. The libertarian dynamo himself, Matt Welch. What is up, sir? How you doing, ma'am? You know, hanging in there. Hanging in there. Yeah. Just, just you know, chilling chillin like a villain, although I'm obviously a good guy. So let's talk. Let's talk a bit about some about some stuff, Matt. Since we're on the radio and there's a lot of people listening, let's start off with the Trump tweet about. Now there's many layers here, many layers. I know I'm already starting with a Trump tweet. This is this is worrying. Uh, but about burning the flag, he said that people who burn the flag. I want to make sure I get it exactly right here. Uh, should be. In, oh, here we go. Nobody should be allowed to burn the American flag. If they do, there must be consequences. Perhaps loss of citizenship or year in jail. Uh, people have gone into complete freakout mode over this. What's what's your first set of reactions? And then we'll get into some of the other layers like, oh, wait, Hillary sponsored a no flag burning bill in 2005. But go ahead. Um, well, so I, I, generally speaking, as a libertarian, play defense against politicians, right? So I of look course. around and, and say, what are we vulnerable here against? And the good news is that um, when he's playing sandbox authoritarian uh, like this, um, we're not that vulnerable. We're vulnerable against him creating a politics where something might happen in the future. However, this has been adjudicated at the Supreme Court level, including by his uh, alleged lodestar of a Supreme Court justice, uh, Antonin Scalia, who ruled in 1989 uh, in a 5-4 decision that flag burning is protected speech, period. So there have been uh, periodic attempts by idiot populist politicians like Hillary Clinton and now uh, Donald Trump, although he hasn't actually made an attempt, um, to try to convert populist outrage at burning the flag into legislation, it would not pass constitutional muster, not just because of the pre-existing decision, but also because since then the court has gotten even more <coughs> excuse me, uh, favorable towards protecting free speech. It's probably the best thing about the, the sitting Supreme Court, of which there are some problems here and there, uh, is its uh, First Amendment jurisprudence. So we're protected there, and to hastily add... Um, He's only got a 52 to 48 Republican majority in the Senate, which means he relies on some swing senators with names like Mike Lee and Rand Paul. And do you really think guys like that are going to pass a bill uh, criminalizing and stripping the citizenship away from, which is a stronger idea than people have had in the past uh, for flag burning? No, that's not going to happen. So my first reaction is it's okay. We can chill out. Um, However, he's also the president-elect. And he sets the tone for politics in this country, and that is just some ugly, stupid, errant nonsense 
And it's even though we shouldn't uh, go chase down the rabbit hole of Donald Trump's tweets every time he comes up with one, uh, it is worth pointing out, no, uh, no, son, that's not how we do it here in this country. Do you think he's playing 4D chess, as is said, and this is actually just an effort to distract from all the coverage of his international business ties and such that in the New York Times and others have been running with? I've, I've seen these suggestions out there. I've got to say, people, uh, there are people who seem to think that Donald Trump is 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 essentially the, the living embodiment of like Littlefinger from Game of Thrones that, you know, he's always a step ahead. He's always like figured it all out. Uh, I, I don't give him that level of credit, but I have to say in this context, it just seems like kind of a crazy thing for Trump to bring up. Like, why? Yeah, I mean, unlike, uh, you know, his response to uh, Jill Stein's recount attempts, uh, which provoked his, uh, hey, you know, there's three million illegal votes out there, which is crazy. Um, unlike that, uh, there isn't any uh, proximate cause to this, and it was in the morning, too, so he probably woke This is calculated. Um, so uh, you absolutely know when writing that tweet that this is going to dominate what the journalists talk about, because you're talking about the First Amendment, and journalists go nuts about that, at least when it does not have to do with Citizens United, which too many of those idiotic colleagues of mine uh, support, because they think that... Uh, their hatred of corporations is more important than their defense of political speech. Um, so, but he knew that that was going to happen. So, yes, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a cheap way for him to rally his base in general, and uh, and also to probably uh, uh, provoke a certain amount of flag burning by anti-Trump protesters protesters in the near future. And you're never going to make it with the American people burning flags. It's just not going to get people on your side. So if the anti-Trump protest at the inauguration, which will be pretty big probably, um, is filled with a bunch of people burning flags, uh, then he's in a stronger and not weaker place. So, yeah, he's distracting people. Uh, I don't know if it's right. It, it, it's, it, by baiting them, if, if now Trump protesters all start lighting flags on fire to just show Trump, that's right, this is our, oh, then it looks so bad for them, but they're too dumb to realize. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, I, the, I think the proper response is to note it quickly, talk about how dumb it is and authoritarian it is quickly, and move the hell on and start saying, okay, well, you know, who did he propose to be the uh, head of HHS today? And is that person good on Obamacare? And what might happen in, in the future? I mean, and to play, to play defense or to assess rationally, and sometimes that'll include praising uh, the guy and his selections, um, uh, about what's going to happen actually in the future. There is zero chance that any time in the near future there will be anything like a federal uh, prohibition on burning flags. That is not going to happen, but part of making it not happen is to point out whenever anyone brings it up, just like when they bring up bringing back the military draft, which I think is an asinine idea. Um, it's not going to happen, but when people bring it up, I say, yeah, go screw yourself. Right. Matt Welch laying it down. Uh, I also want to say that the first the selective First Amendment absolutism uh, that you see, particularly from from the left, although I have to, on the, the right gets a little exposed on this, too, though, because you get a lot of people all with the flag that, you know, look, I, I respect the flag. I love the flag. I get it. Right. But I also the First Amendment matters a lot to me and the Constitution matters a lot to me. So. And, and the Supreme Court ruled on this and Scalia ruled on this. But you still have a lot of people who are who are on, well, just countrywide on both sides of the issue 
wish that flag burning was somehow prohibited, despite the fact that it's a clear violation of principle. But I do think it's interesting that on the journalist side of things, they'll be like, oh, no, of course, flag burning is fine. You know, it's offensive speech and offensive speech needs to be protected. And then immediately, as you've seen some of these Twitter back and forths happen with people, it's, well, what about hate speech? Should that, oh, no, 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 hate is different. Hate speech is different. You know, why is yeah, it different? And, why why and is that watch- different? And to watch some of these same uh, people uh, and or categories of people um, also spend the past week oscillating between, my God, John- Donald Trump is a creeping fascist, and my God, Fidel Castro was a, uh, a great humanitarian. It's like, you know what? Uh, you, you need to be a little bit more consistent in your life. Uh, Perfect transition, Matt Welch. You have a piece on Reason.com, four categories of Castro apologetics and the anti-individualism that knits them together. What are these categories, sir? Well, one of them is what we saw with uh, uh, half-wit uh, Trudeau up in Canada, um, this incredible euphemism that you see, and, it, and it's everywhere if you go looking for it. It is the you know uh, two or three uh, uh, words or even just a single adjective like controversial in which you stuff all of the possible objections. You acknowledge that, uh, you know, maybe there was some slightly controversial things about this guy, like, oh, I don't know, he sent gay people to camps and wanted a first nuclear strike against the United States. He was sorry and about it, that, though, to his credit. He felt like that might have been a little too far. I mean, Khrushchev, when you gone too far for Khrushchev, it's yeah. kind of time to check yourself. Khrushchev um, is like, this is crazy. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, uh, this euphemistic look that, uh, 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 that uh, tries to sidestep actual individual human suffering, which is the thing that gets all these uh, kind of categories together. Another one is just sort of celebrity endorsement, like, hey, there's a, there was actually a piece in the New York Daily News, and it's hard to believe this, that argued that um, uh, uh, Fidel Castro was the uh, best champion, fiercest champion for racial equality in the world over the last 50 years. This is, I can't begin to tell you, having been to Cuba twice uh, and knowing a little bit about the country, um, and interviewed a Black Panther there who wanted to come home. The guy who is like hijacked a plane to go to Cuba was bitching about how racist the revolution was. Uh, I wanted to go back to America, but he didn't want to. Wait, can can you give people a little bit? Because I, I really don't think that is something that a lot of a lot of folks ever hear about. I've read about this from friends of mine who cover Cuba closely and, and, and have, have talked to a couple of uh, Cuban uh, Cuban refugees or people that have come to this country you know, from Cuba about this. Uh, very racist country. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, like, uh, it's, it's a mixed, uh, very mixed country, right? Lots of... I, I, I should uh, say the regime, by the way. I mean, very racist regime, but that's, yeah. Yeah, um, and, uh, and you'll... You'll see this both kind of in an, in a, an eyeballing results. The people in power tend to be people with light uh, skin. Fidel Castro himself uh, derived from Spanish um, uh, past. Uh, the people uh, with the darker skin, who many of them were African slaves who were come over here and commingled with the population, they tend to live in ghettos that don't have running water or electricity uh, and are uh, kind of frozen out of uh, official positions. The revolution, when it was started, part of the the stated goals of it was to end and eradicate uh, racism, which is uh, similar, I should point out, to many of the goals, like in constitutions in Soviet bloc Europe. And it's great that if you put letter into the law about various things, and then you go ahead and you don't govern like anything, because no one has any individual rights. Uh, So uh, you could say that you're going against racism, but the the fact on the ground uh, looks a hell of a lot different. Meanwhile, so uh, Castro was always really smart about playing up to um, Western intelligentsia. 
from the beginning of his revolution, when he was just like 20 guys in the hills in Sierra Madre in 1956, he brought in a gullible New York Times reporter named Herbert Matthews, one of the single worst journalists in the history of the United States. Saying uh, a lot. And it is. Uh, I mean, he's right up there with Walter Durante. Um, and he brought him in, and he fake-marched his own people in, kind of wearing different costumes, uh, pretending that they were coming from the field and sending reports of all their activities. He had 20 people. He made 20 people look like 500, and Herbert Matthews like, oh, my God, this is really serious, this challenge. So from that moment on, he knew about selectively winning and cultivating uh, uh, popular uh, figures out there. And he did this in part also with uh, the radical chic in America in the 60s, especially with Black Panthers. So even while he was repressing people at home and repressing black people at home, he was accepting in a whole bunch of people hijacking planes, including Black Panthers who'd gotten into shootout with cops. Asada Shakur, for example, which is one reason why Black Lives Matter posted an asinine uh, medium post uh, this uh, week saying that we, we have to defend Comrade Castro against, uh, you know, people uh, saying that he was a bad person. Um, it's because he sheltered Asada Shakur. He sheltered Bill Brent, who's the guy I interviewed. He's now uh, dead. And a bunch of other people who hijacked planes in the late 60s and early 70s. But when you actually talk to some of those people, they would complain about the racism of Fidel Castro and his minions. So um, this this kind of, uh, like Tom Morello, the, the guitarist. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. An audio slave. I actually had a pretty funny exchange with him on uh, on Twitter uh, the other day because uh, he sent out a thing saying, like, hey, you know what? Um, have you been to Cuba? Because I have. And, you know, it's, it's mixed, but we should really listen to people like Malcolm X and, you know, Pope Francis and Nelson Mandela, who say that he was a great guy. It's sort of outsourcing your opinion to famous people who were able to come in and to and, and had, uh, in some cases, like in the case of Mandela, had a material interest. Cuba really supported him, hoping that he was going to be a communist uh, revolutionary instead of a more uh, unifying figure that he turned out to be once he got out of jail. Uh, so it's outsourcing this to your betters um, and thinking that he must be a great guy. Well, no, he's not a great guy. Um, and uh, what, what quick funny thing about Tom Morello and Rage Against the Machine, when I was there in 98, this uh, kid, uh, like 18, 19-year-old, absolutely hated Castro, was always getting harassed. He was really into rap metal. He loved Rage Against the Machine, which is an objectively Marxist band from Irvine, California. He loved them to death because they're, you know, they're really hard and they sound great. And he sat down with me and wanted me to transcribe the exact lyrics using you know, an old like, ghetto blaster um, uh, to uh, Killing in the Name of, their most famous song. We only and got about 60 hard. seconds, Matt. We've got to go, so go for it. So uh, at the end, he said, he said, well, it's just against the cops, right? And I said, yes. And it's just great that objectively Marxist music by Castro apologists are taken as sustenance by people who absolutely despise and loathe Castro, which should teach us about both individual freedom and how people who make their own art are not in charge of it. It's all of us who use it to galvanize ourselves against authoritarians because freedom is awesome the end. Freedom is awesome. Matt Welch is also awesome. You can read his stuff at Reason.com. Mr. Welch, great to have you, sir. Thank you, Buck. The Buck Sexton Show. The experts at Web.com want to build your business a successful website for free, just like we did for these current Web.com customers. We've used and looked at other website designers, but there's nobody better than Web.com. 
Web.com can build your website in as little as seven days free. Plus, we'll promote it on all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, and Bing. If after 30 days you're happy, we'll continue to provide promotion, hosting, support, and maintenance, all for one low monthly fee. If not, cancel and pay nothing. If you're in business today and you don't have a web presence, you won't be taken seriously. Call right now and you'll also get a free .com or .net domain name for your new website powered by VeriSign, the world's leading domain name provider. Call 800-490-1099 or go to web.com slash radio. That's 800-490-1099. No upfront charge for site build, after which ongoing fees apply. Rights to site are relinquished when canceled. Domain included during active service, after which fees apply.